Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, broadcaster, and a podcaster. And if you listen to my podcasts, you're probably tired of me opening every podcast with that line. But I guess it's not as sexy as saying, I once was a sheet metal worker. Anyway, what follows is part two of an interview I did with Killian Murphy in 2004. In the previous podcast, I mistakenly said that I had talked with Killian sometime before that, while he was appearing in a play called Disco Pigs, it then became a film, but it was another play, as we both remembered here in this interview, in which we talked first about music and then about the excitement of the transition from making music to becoming an actor. Enjoy. Okay, tell me a little about the 20-year-old who wanted to follow, who did the Zappa, the Zappa kind of fascination. And you know, I was one of the last people to interview with Zappa in his house. Actually, I spoke to you on the phone. Did you? Did we talk on the phone? For a hot press. Very thing. good. Because you yeah, told yeah. me this. Yeah. Yeah. That's that... right. We had a great chat. That's right. All right. When okay. I was doing the thing in the gate. What was that? Much ado, no? No, it was uh, the shape of things. Oh, neat. And we That's spoke great. on the phone. Absolutely. So there you go. Tell me a little more about that kind of and how your folks apparently didn't want you to do that. Didn't want me to do the get music. into the world of rock. Yeah. The, the, the get, uh, I saw a quote somewhere in the clause of the music industry. It wasn't something they wanted. Well, what happened was. You know, we were very young. I was like 18, my brother was 16 or so, when the whole thing... Because we've been playing music all my life, and and then we were, you know, big Zappa fans. And then he, um, we got off of this record deal. By whom? By Acid Jazz. All right, okay. And, it, it, of course, my parents were like, we're going to lose our two sons to the fucking jaws of... You know, which is one of the dirtiest industries around, yeah, like, yeah, you know? Yeah, I do know. And... Yeah. and but were you aware of that, or did they have to tell you? Were you aware, even at that stage, just how dirty and how soul-destroying... Well, I knew when the deal came through, it was like 50 quid a week, and they would own all, like I was to write the songs, oh, so they'd own all, all my fucking songs and own everything, and they'd have us for three albums and whatever. Like the way every fucking band yeah, who, yeah. Who, get, who signs a deal, you basically, now unless you do your publishing, which bands are smart and all they... Yeah. But we were basically, would have signed away everything. So I think, we're, in retrospect, I think we were quite smart in that we managed to... We said no. It's a good thing. And but how big a dream was it for you? It was huge. Yeah, and I still, I still, I mean, I spend all, the only thing extravagant in my lifestyle, I think, is in my lifestyle is, is, is that, is my stereo system and, and, and buying music and going to gigs, you know, they're the only things I would. So you bought a stereo system and you lived in a flat rather than, and then took a run down so far off the street. <laughs> I just knew it was Did you? Um, I, had, I picked up one or two bits of furniture off the street, but anything. <laughs> All right. That's, um, that's cool. That's a cool gesture. Well, if it's nice and nobody wants it. No, but yeah, it's, so therefore it was a big, massive part of my life. Um, and it, you know, it still is a part of my life. And the moment you decided, uh, this, I'm not going to get my folks are right, or I see through it all and I ain't going to go there, we're not going to go there. Mm. When was that? Did your brother agree? Oh, he did, yeah. No, all, there was five of us in the band, and we all made this. Uh, and all right, oh, I'm all, I'm very close to them. I'm going to see the drummer now has signed up since to another label, so I'm going to see him play tomorrow in Dublin. And yeah, so but we're all very close. But they all, we all agree that this is the right decision. And uh, right. and happily, I think because that company went belly up like two years later. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so where did that leave you then in deciding what to do? Do you study? You immediately went to study law, or did you immediately go hassling the director of the theatre, or what? That happened. The deal thing happened during the first year of law. Oh, did it? All right. Basically, a lot of things happened in 1996, the end of 1996. When we were after the deal, I got the part in Disco Pigs. Yeah, I moved out of home. All right. And oh. to where to London? To 
No, I just moved in. Oh, somewhere else? Yeah. Where were you born? Cork. Okay, so you just moved out of the family home? Yes. But is that true that you got your break by hassling a director who finally said your persistence has paid through? I'll see you. Well, yeah, well, there is a there is a sort of a... And who was that? The director of Disco Bigs, Pat Oh, Kiernan. okay, all right. This is his name. He, he's the artistic director of Kirk Darker Theatre. Okay. So, so, yeah, but he had taken it... When I was in fourth year in school, he had taken a um, drama module class with us in school when I was right. like... I would have been 16. And I that was the first time I'd ever experienced anything of, like, performing or acting and... And then, as a result of that, I'd see him out, like, pissed around Cork, and I'd... I'd You'd be or he'd be? Well, I probably would be more pissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but right, just, yeah. and, I'd, and, and, I'd, and I'd annoy him then. And, and fair play to him, you know, he, um, he, he saw me for that part. And what was the sense that day in school, in the drama module, what was the sense you got when acting or performing? What did you feel? Did something right about this? Or, oh, yeah, I just I, got a huge kick off it. Like, right. uh, similar to the acting thing that or sorry, sorry similar to the music, the music you know, yeah you get this when well, we used to play music and you you'd get this rush up your spine it was like like drugs or like good sex i don't know something and you'd just be like you'd be wow and then uh, fully alive for that yeah moment of time and i think it's chasing the chasing that feeling and i got that yeah. once or twice in that module just messing and improvising and stuff as a kid and then yeah. and then i went to see those the kirkadurka shows like they did Clockwork Orange and Sir oh, right, Henry's, okay. yeah, and it was yeah. fucking cool. It wasn't like state old theatre, it was just cool. It's, so it's rock and roll, isn't it? Well, it can be close to <laughs> Yeah, well, especially Clockwork Orange. Yeah. You know, it's almost, in, at its soul, in essence, it's rock yeah. and roll. And he did such, and the yeah. Pat Kiernan did such a fantastic interpretation of it. Like, it was in the round, and right. it was all, like, th there was guys on stilts, and it was just fucking cool. Like. Right. And I thought, there, there's something in this. And I, I just thought he was the coolest guy in Cork, anyway. And that led to Disco Pigs, mm. eventually. Did you relate to that character in Disco Pigs? Could you relate to the character in Disco Pigs? Because you were locked inside it for a long time, weren't you? Well, um, yeah. Was well, so it 18 months on stage and then... 18 come. months about on stage. And then, but yeah. it was a hiatus, about two years in between I did... The, between the play and the film. Yeah. But could you relate to the characters? Because you said about one of your characters, I don't know which one it was, that you could identify with the loser in the character. I think it was one, one romantic lead you played where you just said there's a part of us that identifies with the loser. I mean... How much can you identify with those aspects of, like the guy, the, the disco pigs character, or the disco pig? I mean, you're trying to distill it down to something simple, don't you? Or, to, and I don't necessarily think you have to be able to identify. Right. For me, I think you have to be able to like understand. Act. Well, you know, I think. But what 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 fuels that is like an understanding of why the character is in the situation. Well, for me, I have these ways of working through it. Like I need to rationalize, understand, and then. I can access whatever ability I have or whatever emotions I have right. to to uh, convey those those feelings of the character, the emotions of right. the character. With Pig, it's basically like his whole life has been given over to this one character, with this female character. He's got a blinkered vision since when he was since when he was born. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, in what sense since he was born? Because they're born together in this oh, yeah. beside side by side in the hospital and oh, yeah, yeah, and like right. and. Uh, so he's never matured, right? he's like a child, you know, and he acts on impulse and and, and he cannot, uh, it's Siamese almost, or, or co-joined without being like that, you know, that right. when she's taken away he, he can't uh, sustain life. Right? Did you ever have that kind of symbiotic feeling with a woman? With a woman. Now, I'm not talking about it as a good thing even, because it's dangerous mm. to get that interdependent. I'm not talking about, have you been in love, are you in love? I'm talking about that kind of 
If she leaves the room, my breathing's affected. No, I haven't. You know, no. you know not that kind of, uh, which can be dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And this relationship is because it traps two people, you know. And yeah. what happens in the discrepancies is that she, she leaves, and obviously he can't survive them. Are you wary of falling that deeply in love? Has it just not happened? No, I'm, in, I'm, I'm, in, I'm involved with one of those. Are you? Yeah. But just not to that extent that it's a symbiotic union, an interdependent kind of dangerous. No, I don't think love. For it to be interesting, it has to be dangerous, you know. So. Well, I'm not a black romantic still. <laughs> well, I would have to disagree, though. Yeah, All right. Know. Okay, no, fair enough. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. If you want to read some of my articles, check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.